The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, here with Jessica Lee and Virginia Nussie. Hey, everyone. Hey, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about the mobile space. What was the word? Some mobile bits. Mobile bits, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, Halloween was just last week. We're talking about uh, mobile bits, and then all of a sudden we've got this new Android 4.0 ice cream, uh, ice cream sandwich. Mm. Um, yeah, I know it sounds. <laughs> People are going to be chewing on their phones. I mean, <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff that's coming out. Uh, I think that uh, obviously people that are running Android on whatever you might run it on are going to be seeing some things that are sort of going to be uh, some changes. Uh, I mean, we've got things that go across everything, and Google is really sort of pushing. Right. Google's moving fast on its mobile um uh, advances, like I guess they needed this new Android 4.0 that's good on tablets and smartphones after their last version, Honeycomb, which mm-hmm. was tablet only, uh, didn't fare as well as they'd hoped. Well, a lot of the tablets didn't convert. Uh, we're still seeing tablets that came out that are coming out that are running prior versions. Mm. that didn't upgrade to Honeycomb because of some uh, usability issues, I think, is the general consensus. Uh, And when it competes against, um, you know, an iPad, iPhone, it wasn't wasn't fully there. Not up to to snuff. I guess there are 6 million Android tablets on the market. Does anybody have any idea how many iPads there are? Well, a lot more now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as I understand it, they've well over 10 million were sold as of a few weeks ago. I know that. And, this year? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So there's there's been an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other devices. Uh, I've been shopping to see which one I want. I don't want to go to uh, an iPad, but everybody that does any kind of comparisons, iPad's in front. Sure. So, yeah, I um, my family in the Philippines while my grandma was out here visiting, 
wanted her to bring home a tablet or a netbook. And we just went ahead and got went with the iPad since there's it really is the front runner for all things. We thought about the Kindle Fire for a bit, but I was like, well, is it cheaper here or they just don't offer it there or Um, I don't really know. I wonder if they I don't know if they have Apple stores there. Hmm. I know that my cousins also bought them when they were out here, so maybe they don't. That's interesting. Well, the thing fundamentally is that you've got a lot of different companies that are offering a lot of different things. Uh, the new tablets are coming out uh, at Android levels with uh, the new 4G tablets and the things like that. Um, a lot of the kinds of things that you're dealing with are going to be different based upon what company can actually support them. Not everybody can support everything. So, Did they say when the ice cream sandwich was going to be available. I don't know if it is already or not. Didn't you say you just downloaded a new operating system on your phone? Yeah, my phone, it just asked me if I wanted to do an update. I'm on the Droid uh, 2 International Verizon phone, um, and it just updated last night. And uh, I got a call earlier today, and it I didn't answer the call. And... Uh, but I did notice it came up and said, do you want to text them a message saying, call me in a few minutes, or I'm busy, or... So, I mean, they're tying in a lot more things. A long time ago, in Internet years, I actually thought that we were going to see a convergence of desktop operating systems, tablet operating systems, and phone operating systems, because the constant what device am I on should be independent of what am I doing. And if they're going to make the tablet and the phone come closer together, I think once they find out that that is acceptable, it's only a matter of time until it becomes a better type feature set for a desktop system. Well, it's interesting. I heard the, um, the new iPod touch or something is like very close to the iPhone without being a phone but it's basically like the same thing mm-hmm. and we've all seen the pictures and the videos of the kids that can use you know one two year olds that can use an iPad um, and then right behind it they're going through a magazine and they're trying to change the magazine pages by sliding their fingers across the images um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I've seen so many of them. Uh, I've seen videos of them trying to do it to television sets where they expect... Next channel. <laughs> yeah, next channel. You just sort of slide it. And kids uh, really have an intuitive ability to use it, and that is, I think, a natural interface that will clearly uh, migrate. Um, it probably works a lot better. If I had a PC with a touchscreen monitor, it would make sense that we would do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to really quick also add that as far as uh, advertising goes, Google has been um, introducing some new features um, for the mobile space as well. Um, they have introduced mobile-friendly ad circulars and also made proximity a ranking factor for mobile search. Well, local is here. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not just mobile. I am positive it'll be everywhere here pretty quick. 
Um, well, anyways, it's time for a quick break, but stay there. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen so you know other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Christy Bolsinger. She is a social business consultant with AntiView, a board member of Social Media Breakfast Seattle, a contributor of the Search Engine People blog, and blogger at ChristyBolsinger.com. Thanks for coming on the show, Christy. Thanks for having me. So I thought that I would pick your brain today about social media. Um, one of the posts that you did in the last few months over at Search Engine People was some... Um, Warnings of not to do what not to do in social media. Things that you know may seem okay as far as like automation and making your life a little bit easier, but should be avoided. And one of them that stuck out to me was don't use Facebook as your primary web presence. Um, and it's interesting because there's a lot of ways that a small business that's looking to kind of like keep um, costs um, contained for their online marketing can actually have a really strong web presence without having an actual website, but um, why don't they think that's a really good idea? Um, I, I understand the desire to do that, um, and especially when you were talking about resources um, of time and energy, 
uh, social media is a really great way to get in touch with your customers and have those conversations um, and really outreach to them. And so if, if you are limited to uh, focusing on one thing, Facebook seems like a really good option. Um, and I, and for some people, it, it is. Um, I hesitate when it becomes the only presence um, because Facebook changes. They are um, constantly evolving their rules and their regulations and how they handle things um, and even how people interact with those pages, those brand pages, changes a lot. Um, and as a small business owner, you have no, no power over those changes at all. Um, now, some of the bigger brands may have insider influence, but small businesses absolutely do not. And I've actually seen um, handfuls of, of pages actually being taken down and taken away from people because they violated some term of service that, that they didn't even know that they were violating, um, or in some cases where they've actually done nothing wrong, um, but they're unable to get those pages back, or um, their fan bases are completely wiped out, uh, different things like that, so you have no control and no power, and if something bad were to happen, uh, not to be too... Um, not to use a scare tactic or anything like that, but if something like that were to happen to your, your Facebook page, for example, all of your energy and all of your time and resources are, are then wasted and gone, and you are essentially forced to start over again. So You don't want to put all your eggs in a basket that you don't even own, I guess. Exactly, exactly. And especially when we start talking about things like edge rank and how your content is being put in front of people, um, they make changes to that kind of thing all the time. Um, a recent example of that has been uh, Facebook started, I, I don't know what the name for it is, I just read about it, um, where somebody actually called it something, so I apologize for not knowing what the name of it is, but Facebook is now grouping um, similar topics around, um, for example, right now you can go on Facebook and see all the, all the, all the people and brands that have posted about Halloween um, will be grouped together. Um, in a user so, news feed or top stories feed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the in the feed and in the I believe it's now all basically one one feed now. Um, and so if you're talking about something that's getting grouped together, you have no way of knowing uh, if that's actually going to show up for any any group of people or any individual. So um, again, that's just another example of how their changes, um, which are designed to make the experience for the user better. Are actually negative, negatively impacting a brand's ability to communicate with their 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 fans. Um, do you have you found that like you've changed any of your recommendations for clients that are on Facebook of uh, how to kind of engage with this whole uh, like top stories feed now? Yeah, um, we're still doing some testing. You know, this this feature has not been around uh, super long. The same things that hold true um, around edge rank for people that are, are not familiar with edge rank, there's several different factors that go into uh, how often or how frequent your, your posts are being seen by people. Those are things like timeliness, um, level of interaction that other people have had, um, level of interaction that um, their friends and, and, and other uh, fans have had with the page, um, as well as age of the content. Um, that Those things primarily make up edge rank. So those things, that, the, the recommendations that we made around um, optimizing for edge rank still hold true. The one that has changed uh, recently, how I've been talking about things, are um, 
it's, it may seem a little counterintuitive, especially when we start talking about a content strategy. Um, we're focusing less on, on being as relevant and up to the minute around um, content because of what I was telling you before around how content's getting grouped together. Um, unless you have an incredibly high rate of sharing and engagement on a particular piece of content, um, when you get grouped in, you're not being seen. So it's actually disadvantageous to um, talk about, for example, Halloween right now, because you're going to get grouped in with all that other content and then not be seen. Um, there's a flip side of that coin also, whereas if you are relevant, you're getting shared more. So, um, you know, if you have something worth sharing, people will share it more. So there's, there's, there's a balance that, that has to be struck there, but it has to be especially remarkable um, to get people's attention enough to get shared to kind of uh, compensate for that grouping effect that, that we're seeing right now. So that's one where it's like, unless it's exceptionally remarkable, I try to stay away from content that is that is really um, highly relevant to what's going on right now because of that grouping feature. That's really important to note. Um, so when you're working with clients, you're like helping them build like an internal support system, giving them the education so that they know ways to use these social media platforms to their best um, advantage. Do you usually re recommend a policy for employees within an organization for social media use, uh, whether it's on behalf when they're talking on behalf of the company or just even personal use? Yeah, so you know, every company is going to be different. Um, some are far more conservative than others. Some of them... Um, like to have policies and procedures and then others are much more, um, I call them the don't be stupid group where we, I think we've all heard of those, those companies that have just a, a don't be stupid policy and that's supposed to kind of cover everything. And, um, for those companies, I think that works really well. Um, but that typically tends to be companies where, um, they're a little bit smaller. For larger companies, I think it is important to have, um, I hate to say policy because that implies that you're being limited. I think that there, um, the best practice would be to go about it from an educational standpoint and to really educate on here's the best way to use social for furthering our business and here is the best way to represent yourself professionally um, in social media and really educating around some of the negative implications that can come from um, less than ideal behavior online, for example. Um, but like I said before, depending on the company, policies and procedures, having those in place um, can be helpful if, if it's right for them. That seems to make sense with, I don't know, common sense. You know, you want to make advocates and not, like, put people in a box. But Exactly. Okay. Um, so over at your LinkedIn check profile, I was just checking it out, and you mentioned this idea of socializing products and services, and I always think of social media as, like, socializing the brand, but I like this concept. Can you, like, give me any examples of socializing a product or a service? So I think there's a couple different ways um, to talk about that. Um, socializing a product, I, I think in my LinkedIn profile, what I was exactly talking about there was the idea that for some companies, the product is much more of the brand in people's minds than the brand itself. Um, for example, um, when I worked at Real Networks and, and Game House, 
um, a lot of our, our games were incredibly popular and they became the brand itself, right? So they needed to have representation in social, not just the game house brand. Okay. Um, so really taking a different angle or lens um, for the social um, strategy around around that particular product. Um, Mortimer Beckett, for anybody who plays games, um, was a really good example of that. Um, and really making the social presence about that product instead. Um, the other the other way of, of looking at that and having a conversation around that is actually bringing social elements into your products. Um, for example, community support can be very easily brought into um, technical products like a phone or an operating system or a um, like a Microsoft Office or Word or, or what whatnot. You know, you can bring social elements into the product, pulling using APIs or or whatever. Um, you know, community help and support into the product itself. And I think that more and more people are expecting to be able to interact with their products in that way and having social elements being brought into the product rather than kind of a, an outside standalone object that is, you know, next to the product instead of integrated into the product. Um, and I'm seeing more and more of that. And I, I as a user, for one, uh, really enjoy it. And I, I hope to see more of that going forward as well. That makes sense. Okay, so in a discipline like social media, and there are others in the online marketing industry, yeah. that it can take a while to see some return on your investment. How do you talk to clients about ways to set this expectation for ROI in social media? Just as a, I don't know, share your advice, experience. Yeah, so I mean, it is hard, and everybody wants to... Um, Everybody wants to see the return on their investment, you know, obviously as soon as possible, just like any other um, business endeavor, right? Um, in social, it, it can be a little harder, but I, I think that um, having very clearly defined goals is probably the first and foremost step. What are we trying to get out of this investment? Um, for some people, it may be increase in sales. For other people, it may be an increase in share of voice or it may be um, lower call volume, for example, if we're talking about a community support. Um, but having those clearly defined goals is the most important thing, and I think that a lot of people like to skip over that step. They just kind of run in and rush in because they know that's something they should be doing without really stepping back and saying, wait a minute, what are we trying to get out of this? What is our ultimate goal? So once you've got your goals defined, you can go on and you know lay out your strategies and your tactics that will help get you there. Um, but then having a baseline of which you're working against, saying, you know, we want to increase our, you know, customer satisfaction rate. Well, we need to know what it is right now before we can before we can start working towards it. So setting those goals and, and also having a clear and, and vivid understanding of where you're at right now will help you get to ROI a lot faster and be able to prove along the way. Um, another element that I think is, is often missed because people are so – um, busy and resource constrained is the importance of socializing throughout your organization, what it is you're doing, and the good that you're, that you're producing and the value that you're adding to the organization. Um, if people don't know how amazing you are and, and, and the, the benefits that the business is reaping for your work, then you're never going to get prioritized and, you know, you're going to have a, a lot harder go of of getting, you know, further budget or resources out of the organization. So I would say those three things would probably be um, the biggest that, I, that I've seen and, and then I continue to kind of push forward in my work. Awesome. That's really helpful. I find myself missing some of those steps sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, again, um, 
You can find Christy uh, all over the place, Search Engine People blog, ChristyFullSinger.com, and on Twitter at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks so much for coming on SEM Synergy, Christy. Thanks for having me. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Jessica, and I'm here with Aaron in Virginia. Um, Facebook is a great marketing channel for its ability to target an engaged audience. And since Facebook underwent a lot of changes last month, including the increased prominence of top stories in the news feed, we thought we'd look at some ways to make sure your updates and content are showing up in the top stories feed. So are you all familiar with EdgeRank? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we talked a little <laughs> bit about it before we started recording. EdgeRank, for those of you who don't know, is Facebook's algorithm. And um, every time that you put an object, is what they call it, which could just be a status update or an image, um, 
when someone engages with that object, it then is catapulted into Facebook's algorithm. And there are some things that actually have more weight in the algorithm than others, like a like may have more weight than a comment, or a video may automatically have more weight than a status update. So it's actually kind of interesting chasing the algorithm, like kind of like we do with Google. Right. I mean, to me, it makes sense that comments would have a little bit more weight than normal likes just because the level of engagement is more from the user, right? It only takes me 0.1 seconds to click a like button, but if I write a comment, I would assume that I would have some rational thought that I put down. It's not always the case, obviously, if you've ever been on Facebook, but um, <laughs> but for the most part, we would have, you know, I could have like a rational comment and that would be followed by a discussion. And probably the length of that discussion also factors in. So if it's a, if you post an image and it gets like one comment, big deal. But if you spark, you know, 15 comments of discussion, that's probably going to have a lot more weight than, you know, than just the one. Right. Well, then that's a good cue for marketers if you're, you know, on your brand page and you want to maybe have something show up in your followers' newsfeed is try to start a discussion. Yeah. It's the same. I mean, it's almost the same as like a blog, right? On the blog, on a blog, you write an article, you want to have discussion at the bottom or in the comment section because that's going to be your most viewed and most engaged with blog post. It's the same thing with Facebook. Yeah, you're, you're right, actually, that like you can maybe even start treating your updates on Facebook like um, you would a blog. You, If you include a picture or something, then that'll also right. improve your ability to get right. people engaged. Right. I mean, everything that you do on Facebook is, is to get people, get your brand out, get people interested in whatever you're putting out. And it's the same with a, with a blog or anything else you're doing um, to engage people. Um, I was at the Search and Social Conference in Hawaii recently, and they were talking about, you know, applying the same disciplines that we apply to our search engine optimization across everything, which includes our status updates in our Facebook. I mean, if you click, if you put a status update um, with a link and you click on the link's verbiage, that the excerpt that it brings up, you mm -hmm. can actually change that and include keywords so that it can actually be found um, you know, across the index or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like there's so many different opportunities now for us to optimize everything that we do that why not do it? And that just gives us one more opportunity to rank. Yeah. I think, I think indirectly that would probably work. I mean, Facebook doesn't go into like Facebook things necessarily and, and analyze people's news feeds to get anchor text and then attribute that as a link back to your site. Um, but they do use like plus ones and likes. Um, so those, those levels of engagement always help. Um, but if those, if those things in your Facebook uh, objects get repurposed in any way, like through Twitter, a lot of people have Facebook and Twitter hooked up, mm -hmm. um, those things that become more public than what's inside of Facebook can always get picked up, right? Facebook is behind a login and, uh, to see some of that, that stuff, you have to log in to see it, which Google can't do. But Twitter doesn't. And some of the other things that use Facebook to fuel themselves don't. 
And so those things happen where Google Google can access those things publicly and get to your site. Um, I want to mention the study. Um, it's actually a white paper by Buddy Media. I found it on Search Engine Land, and this was actually months and months ago. Um, but they talked all about edge rank and the different values that the different objects within um, edge rank carry. So I would definitely check that out if you had more questions about it. That's all the time we have, but thank you to our guest, Christy Bolsinger of AnsiView. Check out Bruce Clay, Inc., as well as SEM Synergy on Facebook and on Twitter for updates from us. Go to SEMSynergy.com for more on our guest and topics, and please come to the Webmaster Radio chat room sometime if you're ever free on Thursday at noon Pacific. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.